Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast episode number 100 is being recorded live on Sunday the 29th of September 2019. I only said that last part because I know there are some time travellers that listen to the podcast. But tickets are now available on the Black Box website. They're £8. So if you want to go into like my social media channels, get the links on that. If you have a Google, just type in Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, Black Box Belfast, Bob's your uncle. There'll be a link to the tickets, and I'll see you there. Weird. 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 Welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. We're up to episode 97. Oh shit, what's happening people? Hope you are well. Um, just a quick spoiler alert, I'm actually legit recording this on a Friday for a change. I know everyone often gets at me and is like, oh my god, I can't believe you're, you're saying you'll record it on a Friday. Yeah, well guess what, babies and bums? I'm doing it. And that's because I'm uh, going away on my holidays tomorrow, my jolly holidays on Saturday. And guess why I'm going? Oh, here's another spoiler, because it's my birthday on Monday, the 16th of September, which means, guess what, if you're listening to my podcast now, on Monday, the 16th of September, instantly wish me a happy birthday, you know, instantly make that happen, make me feel good about myself, because I deserve it. And also, what what could you get me as a present? Rewind the start of the podcast and listen to what, go to the Black Box website and come to see my live podcast, um, in a real strange, twisted peculiarly odd turn of events the tickets are actually selling okay for it do you know what i mean i'm quite surprised there may not be any left by the time it comes to the day so get yourself on to the black box website and get tickets and also share that you got tickets so i can see it and share it on my flipping social media and all you know because it's my birthday and that's how i want you to wish me happy birthday if you're for some reason i don't know stricken like if you have a condition like i don't know mumps if you've got the mumps and you're a big fat neck freak, I don't want you in my, in my audience because, you know, you'll distract me. I'll be, like, looking at these people being like, uh, why do you look like you're something out of Total Recall? Get out. Get out of my room. I'll do Derek Chisora. Fuck off. What are you doing in my audience? You're distracting me. Fuck off. Am I going to be main event? Fuck off. Why are you sitting there with a fat neck? What What are you? Are you are you a rhinoceros? Fuck off! Why have you got fat? And, why you got? Why are you here at my my show? Why are you here at my show that I make money from with mumps? Fuck off! Get the fuck out of my show! Fuck off! So yeah, if you have mumps and you're gonna turn up to my show, you know, and you, you can't do it, you know. Fair enough, just just rate and review the podcast if you haven't already. That'll be a sufficient birthday present for me. Other than that, just wish me uh, a happy birthday. Maybe if you're a Photoshop wizard, put a bit of effort in and make me some sort of sexy card. I don't know. Do, you know, do that. Spoil me, is what I'm saying. You know, some people are like, oh, I, I couldn't possibly. I'm modest. I'm not. I'm not modest. I want to be spoiled. I want to see people buying tickets to my show. And I want to... Um, just have a really good time on my birthday you know I've got that sort of pre-holiday excitement right now you know where you come home from work and the temptation is ah fuck it I'm on holiday let's drink I am um, keeping that uh, temptation at bay because I just know I'll end up super hungover tomorrow because I'll just be like mm, I'm thirsty drink 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 drunk 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 hung 
over and up in the dick department because, as I'm sure we all know, I got a small one. But, as my granny always said, it's not the size of the dick, it's the weight ramming at home that counts. Am I right, girls? Yeah, holler at me if you like... Holler at me if you like short decks to the heft behind them. Short decks with heft. That's what I would run for in politics. I'd be like, look, guys, short decks with heft. And what about hospital waiting lists? Probably get bigger because there'd be bigger. But anyway, that's what I'm running on. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm going holidays. I'm going to uh, the Côte d'Azur, Nice in France. And hey, guess what? Anytime people have been like, oh, where are you going holidays? I go, Nice. And they go, well, believe it or not, shocking and funny. Nice. I'm like, hey, that is... That is funny because it is spelt the same. That is uh, what's happening. Okay, next up, we have the one, the only, Nelly Fartardo with her song, I'm Like a Bird. <laughs> and at this rate, I'd like to fly into a conservatory and kill myself. But yeah, everyone cracks that nice joke and I just go, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, that kind of reaction of... <laughs> Very funny. Uh, or another one that I get that's just very similar to that. Um, I would maybe say something that might be, I don't know, slightly, you know, stupid or dumb. And someone will be like, <laughs> you really are a comedian, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. Um, people pay money to come and see me. So, yeah. Um, all right. But I'm going to France. I'm very excited. And um, now this is probably going to sound sly, but I'm mostly excited because my daughter's not coming. <laughs> and I mean, people are probably going, "Oh, whoa, what, what, why are you?" Because you know, it's time for some adult time. You know, interpret that how you want. Is it just two grown ups? You know, me and my wife going away. Is it? I don't know. A love honey retreat? Maybe. It is what it is, but what it definitely is is in France, and I'm excited. Haven't been to Nice in a number of years. Um, I actually would have gone there quite regularly. My, my folks have a wee apartment out there, and um, normally would have gone, but in the last few years, obviously, had Holly. Nice isn't really a child-friendly environment. You know, it's more of a it's more of a dating type environment. It's somewhere you might want to take your spouse, your loved one, your number one squeeze. Um, it's just it's a good place to go and drink and eat. And that's what I'm very much looking forward to. I'm very much looking forward to sitting along the beach with a nice carafe of, of wine. Um, my wife was uh, today like, I'm just going to go and buy a wee book. Um, you know, just whenever we're in bars and stuff, I can just sit and read. And I was like, um... Um, cool, but I mean, you know, I'll be there. Can we not like talk? And she's like, yeah, but you know, we can and all, but it's just kind of nice to read. I went, you know what? Fair enough. You read. I'll bring, I'll bring the dandy, and I'll read it and see what Desperate Dan's up to, and all those other little frigid dudes he hang. Weird Desperate Dan, a guy that eats pie. He wolfs down pie. Obviously, it's definitely a euphemism for pisse. You know, I don't know why I said per se. I mean, definitely don't make a sound grab of that, please. But I meant to say pie and punani and pussy. And I said per se. So, yeah, Desperate Dan loves per se. <laughs> and, I mean, realistically, it's going to be tough for him to eat with that chin that size. So, I mean, you're going to have very flexible hips to let the desperate... I mean, it even says in his name, desperate, like he'll eat any old pie, like... 
You know, Desperate Dan's not the kind of guy that he's just there at Greg's for opening, licking his lips, ready for the freshest pie to just come off the conveyor belt, and he's just like, wolf, nah. Desperate Dan's the kind of guy that he would eat a pie that had been baked the previous day, and it's just been sitting in a lukewarm oven, so all the pastry's gone soggy, and the inside's just moist and lukewarm, and tastes inevitably like dog food. And I mean, sometimes that's what it tastes like, but... It, you know, that's why we're called big dogs. Woof, woof, you know what I'm saying? But nah, it's going to be strange if she's sitting reading a book. So what I'll probably do is just bring a notepad and, uh, you know, be 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 a writer, write some poetry. Nah, I'll probably just do some stand-up because um, I have loads of stuff coming up, loads of gigs and all that shit. I'll talk about that later. Don't want to bore you with it now. But um, I've been researching, friends, you know, and it's a good thing about it is, is um, I've been in Nice on a number of occasions. My... My wife has not been ever. So unfortunately for this trip, she was like, oh, since you've been, you can kind of do the itinerary for us. And I went, yes, wait, not a problem. Um, And now we're going in like, let me see what time it is, nine o'clock. We'll be getting up to leave house like half six. Um, And do I have an itinerary? No. I don't. But you know why? Because I'm a dude. I like to just wing stuff. You know, in my head, I have a few ideas of where we're going to go, and that's fine. I have, I've actually booked us somewhere for dinner on Sunday. A place that, again, I don't, I've, I've sort of never really touched on this too much, but my wife, vegetarian, uh, actually pescatarian, eats stuff from the ocean, which is fair because they're all stinking looking wee things. Do you know what I mean? Apart from flounder from The Little Mermaid. But I mean, that's just a cartoon. So. We're going there, so it's hard to try to find somewhere that she is really excited about, but she enjoys cheese. So I found a place that we're um, going to go for dinner on Sunday night, and it's a place that basically specialises in like nice cheese and, and wine and stuff. And the name of the, the restaurant that we are going to is Le Cave de Fromager, which in French, one more time, La Cave de Fromage sounds very sexy. Le Cave de Manger. No, de Manger, no. Le Cave de Fromage. 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 Whereas in English, it just means the cheese cave. So, not as sexy. Uh, I would really like to take you out on a date. Oh, it sounds really nice. Where'd I do? The cheese cave. Well, we'll just go into a cave and eat cheese. I am sorry, but are you a, a mouse? Yes, I am. Let's go to the cheese cave, not the look of the fromager. It's weird, isn't it, the way you just say something in French and it sounds so sexy. Uh, like, uh, if I were to say something really stinking, like, uh, I would love you to pull down your panties and shit in my mouth. It sounds oh, bit sexy there. I want you to diarrhea into my mouth, diarrhea into my mouth, and my chin, and my beard, and my sexy button. But if you just said normal voice, I want you to shit in my mouth, fucking stinking that mate, isn't it? But yeah, French words are weird. French translations are weird. I actually, wanted to look up any any sort of strange, odd, weird French. Sayings, and I find a few that are quite enjoyable. The phrase uh, the, the, in French, it means he's annoying me, is il m'occupe sur le haricot, which when you literally translate it into English means he's running on my bean, which, 
you know, if you're a woman, would definitely be uncomfortable at at worst, you know, at best probably uncomfortable, at worst excruciating. Um, there's a few others. Apologize, my fingers just scrolling through this computer. Just notice I picked up the mic there, gross. Um, another saying that translates to English as appearances can be deceiving. In French, la bite ne fait pas le moins. Uh, tra- literal translation, the cloth doesn't make the monk, which is kind of fair enough, you know, it's not so bad. Um, and say if you need to do a shit in French, you have to be like, here, lads, and I am desperate for a shit. You say, avoir la toupe la gouchette. <laughs> not gouchette, <laughs> gouchette. Because if it was, I left to gouchette, it would be pretty self-explanatory. But if you say, avoir la toupe à gouchette, means to have a mole at the counter. Which kind of, I think, means has a turtle head poking out. I'm going to shit myself. But like that phrase, um, <laughs> this is possibly my favourite one. Avoir le culbo de Noël. Which it, it means to be lucky. But the literal translation of avoir le culbo de la nouvelle in French to English means to have one's arse filled with noodles. Now, I mean, that could be something entirely different because... I'm sure there are people out there who quite enjoy to have their, their ass filled with noodles. Like, I've seen a load of videos recently whereby people are just fixing everything with ramen noodles. Oh, no, fuck, someone's broke a sink. Say no more, I've got a fucking pack of super noodles here. Let me just whack it in here, stick a wee bit of super glue on it. Bish, bash, bosh, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, fixed. Oh, no, what have you done there? I've just fucking a wall of a hole in the wall, cavity wall, shit. Hey, get the fridge. Get me some chicken super noodles. Get in there, boil the kettle, go on the fuck, super glue, done. Oh no, man, I've fucking, fucking mites infested my eight grand table. Oh no, here, go me some fucking ramen noodles, come on, sorted. You know, oh no, man, what is it? Oh fuck, I've been shot. Ugh. My lungs, are, they're basically pierced, it's gone right through. Mate, pot noodle. Ah, no, no, you're just going to die with that one. <clears throat> um, another, the last one that I'll just read out to you is um, was something that's probably quite uh, quite true to a lot of people over here. I mean, I don't want to sound bitter like an old man, but this phrase means to think something's cooler than it really is. So yeah, picky blinders, you know, picky fucking blinders, Bl- picky fucking. Alright, mate, I'm a picky fucking blinder, mate. Got fucking razor blade, me. I'm fucking twat. Everyone wants to fuck Thomas Shelby. He's an asshole. He dump you. Fucking dump you. Steal your money. Rape you. Beat you up. He's a cunt. But he wears one of those wee fucking old man hats. And he's got fucking skeleton face. He's got fucking skeleton's face with marbles in it. And the fucking blue eyes and the fucking skeleton face. Fuck off, picky blinders. The thing sounds cooler than it really is. Le pendre le vissier de Port de Lanterne. To make mistake bladders for lanterns. So yeah, fuck piggy blinders. Once again, stupid bloody bastards. You know what I'm actually doing here? She and le pendule, which is of course meaning to get angry about something insignificant. Or literal translation, to pop 
pooper clock. The popper clock. Shit, the pop. Yo, playboy, you pop the clock, baby. The pooper clock. The shader clock, basically, is what that means. What I'm saying is I'm going to the cheese cave. I'm very excited about it. I'm booked in there. I'm hoping I just don't do this whole thing that I do now as a fucking since I've become a dad. I used to be a super drinker. I used to be a sesh monkey. You know, man, I used to be one of these guys and I could just keep up with the best of them. Got pretty tipsy quite early, but it's staying power. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I was getting beat in the face early and a bit groggy, but I lasted the 12 rounds and then I won at the end, you know? Whereas now I just go out and have like two drinks and I'm fucked. And then anytime I'm tired now, my natural reaction is right, bed. Rather than I'll fight through it, I'll go and book and we'll get a, a, vodka, a vodka Red Bull in us and let's go. You know? Done in those days, so I'm hoping that I can get a steady session on board and just drink steadily through the the day, you know. And that's my my plan is to try and do that, and hopefully with any luck. I, oh, that was my full stomach. <laughs> hopefully with any luck, I actually I'm able to have a really good time, not just ruin it. Where by my wife will just sit and read her book the whole time, you know. So that would be very antisocial to be fair. But yeah, I'll bring my notepad and try to write some new stuff because um, I've done my dad's show. So it's all done. It's all done. But good news is, guys, I'm going on tour with it. So if you haven't seen it in Belfast, I'm just going to say it's a, it's the best, one of the best stars of stand-up you'll see over here. You know what I mean? That's my opinion. Yeah, there are people playing um, bigger venues than me, yeah. But fair play to them. I am... I'm really proud to see my friends doing well. I'm proud to see my friends who have worked hard at the craft over a number of years getting what they deserve. Yep, no problem with that. But I just like to be taking my wee show to show people that I think I'm going to sell at big venues. Probably not at this stage, but I believe the show itself is, as the French would say, quality. I believe it's a great show. And I'm actually really looking forward to doing it. If you've just been to see me do the dad show in in the Strand Cinema unlucky because it was shit if you've been to see it in the Accidental Theatre uh, uh, wrong it was shit if you got to go and see it in the black box last time I did it finally worked on it it's finished it's good so the new show will be the same show but just tighter and it's going to be done in Derry Oma Bangor Galway, London and Dublin. But again, the dates, they are 99% set. Um, I just need to get a couple more confirmed. And then next week's podcast, I will announce the dates. Hashtag announce dad. I want that to go on Twitter or whatever. I want people to get behind that. When it's out, hashtag announce dad. Because I'm looking forward to doing my tours. You know, I have a lot of gigs coming up. See, in the next few months, coming up to Christmas, I'm working like an absolute mo- mofo. I'm working like Mo Farah, which is hard. Because, I mean, to, to be Mo Farah and to be that level of athlete, you know, you, you got to work on it. Do you know what I mean? you got to be training. you got to be eating that corn, which, I mean, nobody likes corn. It tastes like shit. So, I mean, to eat all that shit and still, you got to work hard at it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to be working hard up, up until Christmas. Loads of gigs coming up. Do you know what I'm saying? I have more gigs than Rory Giggs' wife because she's fucked both Rory Giggs and Ryan Giggs because she's a gig slut. She loves fucking those gigs. And in many respects, I'm a gig slut coming up because I'm going to be fucking some gigs in the next few months. 
And um, of course, the, the main one that I have a date for is on the 29th of September, the Live Weird podcast. Again, you guys forced me to do it. So, I mean, if you haven't bought tickets, what the fuck is that? Um, Kieran Bartlett is confirmed as a guest. I'm going to maybe have another guest too. Haven't quite decided who, who to have. I was going to have Aaron McCann doing it. We talked about that for a bit, but then he's doing uh, the General Bander podcast with Colin Geddes. Last Friday passed, which is tonight. So, I feel in my head that it's maybe a little too close and people might be like, oh, I just saw him do do that then. I'm not going to come see him fucking waking a bit later. So I don't know, um, but we'll see who else we get. I've got some interesting segments that I've been working on. Going to get a few videos done and it'll just be a nice time. You know, again, it'll be probably um, something very bespoke. It'll be an insight into my real probable sense of humour. Which, hey, if you want to see that, fair play to you. You know, fair play. Get in. Get it looked at. But it'll, yeah, it'll be great. Tickets from the Black Box website. Just get all the links are on my social media. Huh? Which, on another note, I'm singing Pet Up Boys. Part of the conversation. They're going on tour as well. The two lads. The feeling hashtag blast on social media. Huh? When you're on social media, there those guys go on tour. So get their tickets from fucking probably petshopboys.com or fucking. <laughs> Imagine people who listen to this podcast being like, "Oh fuck's sake, I didn't know Pet Shop Boys are going on tour. I better buy tickets because Big Dave said if one person buys tickets to see the Pet Shop Boys off this podcast, that'll be one of the funniest things." That's ever happened in my life. I'm like trying to pedal. I come see me do a live show. No, going to see the pet shop boys, mate. <laughs> going to listen to some fucking gay techno from the 1990s, mate. It's fucking class. What are you going to do? Fucking talk about your pecker? Nah, fuck off, mate. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, <laughs> get tickets to my live show. Also, which is very exciting, I'm doing support for the man. The legend, the myth, the uh, enigma, Mickey Bartlett on the, the 25th of October at the Ulster Hall, the legendary Ulster Hall, Uncle Mick and Daddy Bear, the, the, your uncle and your papa in the same venue at the same time. I mean, do you know, that's kind of like, that's like Ozzy Osbourne going on tour with Judith Priest. Judith? I'm fucking hell. That's like Ozzy Osbourne going. That's like Ozzy Osbourne going on tour with Judith Priest. Whoever the fuck Judith Priest is, I'm sure she's a very <laughs> talented singer. Oh my god! Oh, I, I probably have been drinking tonight. But my wife's been spiking my water. If I'm what are you having? I'm having a fucking water. All right, okay. Fucking, 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 fucking white meat. See if you drink fucking, and if you ever order the drink fucking white, you die before you're 45. Cause only people drink fucking white, speak like this, and have red skin and yellow eyeballs. Here, love, cause of fucking white. <laughs> and here, what what music do you have? Here, mate, stick on the music. Stick on your wee CD. Do you have any Judith Priest? <laughs> Stick on some Judith Priest. Oh, a dickhead. Yeah, I basically tried to say that me and Mick are two great guys you can come see, but Mick's Ozzy Osbourne, I'm fucking Judith Priest. <laughs> come and see that and drink some fucking fucking weights, will you? Fucking. Oh, that's a new rap song. Fuck a white marble light bow. Oh, no. Guys, it's been great. Po- uh, God, no. 
So yeah, mixed tickets are available on Shine.net and they cost £16.50, pence, which guess what? It's very reasonable. You know what you could definitely get for 16 50 Back in a marble lights, no fucking right. <coughs> oh my god. I've got the very last remnants of a cold. As you can tell, because I can do that voice fucking meant. Oh dear, last three weeks I've been doing husky people. First off, Macy, I try to say. And then, Raw, Rob, Rob, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Judith Priest and Rob Stewart, just random dudes you would go to fucking yoga with. Uh, do you bring your yoga mat, Judith? I want to be you, Rob, 100% sweet. Uh, and what's my name? O-O-M. <laughs> I don't know, my brain's too dumb to think of something offhand. Ugh. Need some water, Rod Stewart. I could have. It's just me as a great. I could have given you all of my heart. I'm just dying. Um, fuck. I'm just trying. I'm literally, literally just trying to tell you what gigs I have coming up. Literally just trying to be out here, guys. I've got a, yeah, I'm doing live podcast on the 29th of September, tickets and black box. I'm supporting Mickey Bartlett at Ulster Hall, 25th of October. Tickets and shine.net, and um, yeah, you know. Doing a charity fundraiser as well on the 6th of October. Um, this is going to be in the limelight. There's going to be every guy you can imagine me, Mickey, Shane, Colin, McCann. Kieran, Woodsy, <coughs> got a cough. William Thompson, Paddy McDonald, Connor Keyes, Mark McCarney, Jordan Robinson, State of Goose Guy, uh, James McKegney, <laughs> and all the other guys. And if you're one of these people listening, going, mm, why is there no women? Guess what? There just there just isn't. You know what? Guess what? I don't care. I can, you know, I don't care. Care as not I haven't booked it. I don't care. It's for Charlie. Yes, a load of guys. So fuck. Who cares? It's not whatever. Hey, but at the same time, you know what? There's a great gig on on the third of October in the black box, which is for all four choice, which is a charity, which is pro choice. So if you're pro life, just don't go. But if you're pro choice, get on it. They've got. Tara Flynn, Teresa Livingstone, Sarah Furby, and I want to say Blathan, Blathan, the Burka. I don't really know pronounce Irish that well, albeit um, Shane was making me listen to a bit of kneecap today, and it was an interesting tune, um, very much. Do you know what I mean? All their songs just to me kind of sound like. I shouldn't have man a cool, and I'm getting lucky. I shouldn't have man a shit, I fucking drink a load of bucky. I'm chinging tongue at all. I've had a tongue I saw a bad, a bad, a bad, and suck a fat dick. You know, it's just weird sound to me. Is that ignorant? Yeah, do I care? Nope. Is people going to get at me? Don't care. Just banter, but I'm still trying to plug gigs here, guys. You know, this has probably been the longest, most drawn out, weirdest gig promotion I've done yet. The 19th of September, three days after my birthday, we're in Pug Uglies. Colin Geddes is running his Safe Space Tour show. He's doing a work in progress. It's going to be great. He's got support from Mark McCartney. Big man's going to be emceeing. And guess what? I'll be doing some new material because if I'm fucking bringing a notebook on my holidays because my wife doesn't want to talk to me, all right? Oh, dear. 
Ashinafaka, a tushtators. My wife wants a fucking divorce. Yo, no, not really. But yeah, that's it. So come see me in the black box on 29th of September. Tickets, eight quid. Reasonable. Come to Pug Uglies on the 19th of September. I'm doing these non-chronological orders, so you just have to keep your mind. Take acid when you listen to this podcast. That's what I'm saying. On the 29th of October, or fuck, 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 fuck off. On the 29th of September, my podcast live. On the 19th of September, back a couple of weeks prior, Pug Uglies, Colin Geddes is on. 25th of October, Mickey Bartlett in the Ulster Hall. 6th of October, we're in the limelight doing a charity fundraiser. And also comedy for choice in the black box on the 3rd of October. Get behind that too if you want, right? But just don't come at me about fucking people and gigs. I don't care anymore. It's stupid. You know, we're doing gigs. You ask your friends. I'm booking all Pug Uglies lineups from now to Christmas. I have a load of diversity on it, you know? So, I mean, just... Go and bother people with actual things that need to be bothered, not me, right? Because I'm just too old and grumpy for that shit now. Anyway, how long have I been talking shit for? It seems like I've really lost around me. Goddamn half an hour talking this shit. Guys, hope you enjoy this podcast. I really do. Um, hope you can get on Patreon because then I can pay for the medicine to sort out my fucking head. Because what the hell has this last half hour been? A load of balliques, right? So do that. Rate and review the podcast because my birthday. You know, lay off me. If the podcast is weird this week, I don't care because my birthday. Let me drink some more fucking way. Uh, I don't even think there's any weight in that. Ah! <laughs> ah, it's like a 100 meter race. Ah! But, um, yeah, where are we? Fucking hell, I've lost it on myself. Also, just since I'm being, being signed with a weird community... Is back once again, but this week we're promoting a really good cause. Do you know, um, my friend Ruth, Diddle Diddle Dumpling, my friend Ruth is doing a charity um, event, and she is going to be doing bum bada bum 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 a wee collection, a wee GoFundMe, because she's going to do a a, a jump. A plane jump. Possibly something that frightens me more than anything else in the world. Um, something I wouldn't be keen on doing ever myself. So major props to my friend Ruth. I'm going to be putting this link on my social media huh, next week. So keep a wee eye out for that. Um, on the 9th of November, she's going to take a, a jump and literally jump out of a plane. Not just for the crack, not just for banter, not for the fun. But she's doing it to pay tribute to her father who passed away. Um, five years ago and rather than, than trying to use the the anniversary as a time to be upset or to, to feel you know sad for herself Ruth wants to do something different to raise money for charity so I mean I think that's you know something that's really um, really selfless and it's for a good cause she wants to be she's going to be doing that for um, Action Mental Health which is obviously a great charity you know Joking aside, weirdness aside in this podcast, I like to get behind people. I like to support people who have issues with their mental health. You know, as someone who has had family members affected by it, as someone who has been touched by it personally, you know, it's something that I think, you know, this podcast is silly. You know, it's silly, it's weird, it's the weird podcast, but in its essence, I want the, the weird community to come together and get each other's back. Do you know what I mean? Look out for each other. If you're feeling a wee bit down the dumps yourself, you know, Rather than just bottling it up, struggling, speak to a friend. You know, tell someone you're close to. 
and um, maybe even if if you don't feel comfortable or you, or you feel like it's it's maybe weak to do so you're wrong listen to me you're wrong rather than feeling that maybe if you don't want to talk to a friend go to your doctor you know there's always people to talk to and if it's a problem shared is a problem halved so major props to Ruth um, for doing that I'm going to donate um, to that cause for sure and get that shared um, and I think it's a really class thing she's doing you know um, obviously it's going to be a tough time for her but she's rather than trying to dwell on the negatives and the sadness of, of what's happened to her she's just going to do, and do something positive and try and raise a bit of money for a good cause do you know what I mean major props to Ruth so keep a wee eye out on my socials I'll be sharing that to sort of coincide with this podcast and I'll be donating myself you'll be able to see my name right there <coughs> on it donated so you can be like there's a man who puts his money where his mouth is and in a sense of donating because if I put it where my mouth is I probably just eat it because I'm a greedy guy I'm a goat man you know people often call me the goat and I'm like guys why why you call me that because I eat loads and they're like no no it's because you're the best person ever and I'm like guys look it is what it is so keep a wee eye out for that um, and well done Ruth she's a legend in many respects of the word now it's time for listeners questions speaking of legends no one better in the weird universe out there the weird community coming together coming together oh but yeah you can definitely tell this in my ways <laughs> that's not good that's going on three weeks guys at this fucking chest infection says me he's packing a big fucking fat Cuban to go to Nice with and smoke with a bottle of fucking nice red wine fuck off you know, like to live it up. I definitely feel like I'm a Henry VIII type guy with me a grand table, a big fat cigar, my my wine. I, I'm I'm gonna put. I'm just gonna end up dying soon. You know, I'm just gonna be like uh, Tony Soprano, just pop my clogs at like forty or whatever the freak he was. But hey, he lived a good life. If I could achieve what he's achieved in that age, I'd say hey, it's a good time to go. Listeners' questions. Mark Nixon, favorite toasty filling. Mm. This is a difficult one. If I am making toasties in my house, it's hard to beat a cheese and ham toastie. Like, I think, um, you know, if you're out and about, you would seldom just get a cheese and ham toastie in a restaurant. You'd always push the, the boat out, you know. Like, if I was in a restaurant, I'd probably go for a panini. I'd be like, I have a chicken tikka, a bit of cheese in there, maybe some some onions. But, like, you know, those sort of like tobacco onions, maybe, and a bit of bacon. Maybe mix it up, something along those lines, where if it's a house... It's just cheese and ham toasty. Now, <coughs> pardon me, you can spice it up a little bit by adding a bit of uh, coleslaw to it if you want to be that way inclined. And I mean, some people are probably going, what the fuck, you put coleslaw? Yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do that. I would never put coleslaw in a cold toasty and put it in a toasty maker. Normally my method is you do two bits of toast. <laughs> Pardon me, while the bread is toasting, you cut some cheese, pop it on top. Once it's toasted, put it under the grill. Heats at that time while it's grilling. Two other bits of bread in the toaster, toast those up, get them out, butter them. Bit of ham, bit of coleslaw, set on top of the grilled cheese, just slice. You know, I don't like those wee toasty makers that make um, <clears throat> the toasties into like lava pockets. I don't like that you bite into it and still the inside of bread is... It's soft, but it's molten and it burns your gums. So if I'm in the house, definitely a cheese and ham toasty. Very possible I could call a cheese and ham toasty as my last 
as my last meal, you know, if the time comes whereby I eventually do get the death penalty for whatever reason, it might be cheese and ham toasty. But if I'm out and about, it's hard to beat chicken tikka. But again, you just can't produce homemade chicken tikka. So it's a very mysterious substance. Chicken, like wet chicken tikka. You can you can buy like chicken tikka in wee packets, but it's dry. And I'm like, how do you get that wet? You know, story of my life. Like, how do I get anything? I don't know. But yeah, I would go for if I'm out, chicken tikka. If I'm in the gaff, cheese and ham toasty. If I had to choose which one, I could never live without if I had to ditch one I would ditch Tika and I would stick with the answer to your question mark cheese and ham bit of coleslaw mm. Danny Cunningham hey weird Elliot oh you spelt it with one T different guy are you still on a ketogenic life never tried it myself but I know some people like it as long as you're in a calorie deficit you will lose pounds whatever the diet is health tip for all the weirdos yeah you know what the thing is about that Danny that is a very you know, duh, obvious thing to say, but the amount of people don't actually adhere to that. It's baffling. You know, I, I would be one of those. Um, and to answer your question, am I still on that ketogenic life? I'm not because I felt like I was, I started thinking about my internal organs as well as just my fat. I started thinking if I'm just up in the fat, I'll be up in the cholesterol, I'll be up in the clotting capabilities of my arteries and stuff, and I don't want that either. So what I have just been doing this week is being cutting into a calorie deficit, training hard, getting extra steps in, and then just, you know, just just eating less. And I mean, I'll be totally honest with you guys, I will be doing whatever I want in, in Nice, in the Côte d'Azur, yeah, I'll be eating seafood, yum yum, I'll be eating fromage, yum yum, I'll be drinking lots of wine. Let's be fair, I'll have a very good time <coughs> in France, but as soon as I'm back, I'm back to it again. Um, I've been to the gym three times this week and did a wee workout in the gaff. So, I mean, all in all, I'm sticking to it. Again, you know, I'll get to have a really good week when I return from holidays. And then it's Rory Woods' wedding next weekend, which will be another lit fest, to be fair. I'm actually looking over to my drinks globe because, yes, in my dining room, I've got a drinks globe. Um, and I can see what they have over there. I have, I have some Arbor Lure whiskey. I have Jack Daniels of some... Cardi, Bailey's, uh, Hennessy, and some other brandy I don't know. And then looks like I have some kind of potching, I don't know. But I'll be bringing brandy to Woodsy's wedding and I'll be living it up like as if I'm Frank Sinatra. You know, swelling it around. One, one ice cube. Start spreading the news. Ah. I'm getting blocked, that's the news, spread it. Um, but great question, Danny, appreciated that. Orla B, and um, not to be confused with Oral B, which is um, a toothpaste brand, and hopefully not Orla's nickname, because she looks like a, a real salt-of-the-earth young lady. Today, being Friday the 13th and all that, are there any weird superstitions you believe in, and or what's the weirdest superstition you've ever heard of? For me, it's definitely having an itchy nose and some dickhead saying, oh, there's going to be a row now. You could be right, though, if you then punch him in the face and say such a ludicrous thing. You know, to be fair, well, that's, a, that's a very fair point. You know, a lot of these wee sayings and stuff people people adhere to. You know, like one of my parents often fucking say is like, I'll get your shoe off the table. But like, but player, that's where I want to put my slippers. And he's like, no, you put your shoe on the table, there's going to be bad luck. 
Like, what is there, is karma just a, a weird person just happens to have personality quirks? Like OCD, it's like, oh, fuck, get them off the table, that's not where they belong. You know, just, I don't even know. Like, the another weird one is my mum would always, if she sees one magpie, lose her shit. She'd be walking down the street and you say, oh, fuck, hello, Mr. Magpie, how's your wife? And I'd be like, why do you fucking know the gender of a magpie? You're not Terry Nutkins. The fuck you? You look around, be like, oh shit, that that, that magpie's got a piece. I best uh, tell you, how's your wife? And how do you know it's not a gay magpie? It could be just a magpie fucking a mag guy. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to have a wife. But that's just weird too. It'll bring you bad. I always find that bring you bad luck. But legit, there are certain things that people will be like. Whenever we were pregnant, I saw three magpies, and my mom I'm going to have a daughter. And guess what? Lo and behold, of a daughter. Do you know what I mean? So they are a very strange thing, superstitions. But that's just people. And I mean, there are loads of very weird superstitions out there. You know, no doubt. But the truth of the matter is, I don't really know. <laughs> a load of them offhand, sorry. So I'm going to wee goosey gander here online, see what I can find for weird superstitions. Let's see what we have. The weirdest superstitions people use in everyday life. Um, don't toast the water. Never heard that one. Don't whistle indoors. Never heard that. Um, don't stick your chopsticks straight up. Hey, guess what? I'm not a Japanese guy, so I'm not going to know that. Um, I should probably ask Charlie because he would use that. Yeah, here's what I do know. Breaking a mirror brings you seven years of bad luck. Um, Madeleine Deste explained that a broken mirror is common in cultures throughout the world from Russians believing the mirror will release evil spirits and the Swiss believing that the last person to look at a broken mirror is the first to die some flipping final destination shit um, but see to me I pretty much think that if you break a mirror you're just likely to get cut you know that's probably pretty bad luck and seven years bad luck if you're fully deformed don't buy a, ba- a pram before a baby is born um, <clears throat> it's bad luck you know you have to plan ahead oh mm, here's one don't laugh as a hearse, hearse goes by like who who goes <laughs> another dad <laughs> you know what a fucking weirdo as creepy as the hearse song explains as the creepy hearse, hearse song why is there a hearse song you don't laugh when the hearse goes by for you might be the next to die while that might seem like a quaint throwback to a, to a folk tune, take a look at your friend, how your friends react the next time a hearse actually goes down the block. Chances are they'll get a little bit more muted. Yeah, it's respectful. Imagine if a hearse goes by and start going, oi, oi, up a hearse. You know, it's weird. Um, and apparently you can't go directly home after a funeral. Um, it's apparently in the Philippines where they have the idea of pag pag, um, which is if you go directly home after... Uh, a funeral you can bring bad evil spirits with you and then you'll end up dead well I mean that was a good question Um, but I mean I see a lot of that you can't believe it you know and probably this there's a new film out there it's like ghost stories or scary stories scary stories that's going to be next for me isn't it probably something terrible happened to me Jodie Short how do you deal with self promotion without feeling like a wee fruit hey man I don't I, I always feel like, oh no, what am I doing? 
But in my head, I'm like, look, I know what I'm going to do will be a good, fun show and you'll enjoy it. You know, if you like listening to this fucking monstrosity every week, you'll enjoy seeing my stand-up because it's proper crafted comedy. It's funny. The live podcast is going to be a bit more organized. It's going to have guests. I'm going to try and interact a bit more with the the weird community. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely is weird. But major shout-out to you, Jody, because... Um, <clears throat> My snake rat Ben friend, the producer of Boytown, advised me that you have acquired some merchandise from the Boytown store available on Boytown Podcast Facebook page. Soon to be transferred over to the Instagram page because, I mean, who the fuck uses Facebook? And also Facebook stole money off me. Fuck you, Facebook. Craig Walker. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. I've been experiencing some medical complications recently and had to get an MRI scan on my knee. Had to lay as still as possible for 15 minutes. I had earphones in and had the podcast on. I can now answer the age-old question that the weird podcast is not MRI scan suitable. Hey, Craig, I was wondering that myself. More importantly, what way do you like your eggs? Fried, scrambled, or maybe just in a cup mashed like fuck? You know what? I love eggs. I like them fried with with a breakfast. I like them scrambled on their own. But ultimately, they're best mashed in a cup. The only thing is, you need to master the timing of them to be mashed in the cup. Because if you boil them too long, they can become too dry. You don't do them enough, they become too wet. Then you're like, oh, I'm just literally eating an egg fetus here. Gross, you know? So if they're done right, there's nothing beats egg in a cup. Maybe in the world, maybe food-wise, there's just nothing beats egg in a cup. That goes far as to say... John Joe Flood, my man himself, a Patreon, a legend, and a, and a good spud overall, has said, hold up, pop a pump, the stringer-wearing, sexy, weird machismo that is Sir David Elliott, he who presides over the weird community. Nice. Hope you enjoy the breakaway. My question this week is, what is your favourite holiday hotspot? You know what? I might go as far as to say it's the Côte d'Azur, you know, I might go as far as to say it is south of France, it's always very enjoyable there. Um, I love Budapest as well when I was on my honeymoon, again probably because I was a honeymoon, I was going out, I was drinking a lot, eating some nice food and getting fucked. So yeah, it could be that. Um, in terms of other fun places I've been, um, love to go back to South Africa, Cape Town, it was a good spot. Um, And America, I just love America. New York, New York, the city that never sleeps, the Big Apple. Um, Going back there in November, so I'm looking forward to that. In LA and Hawaii. Oh, how did I forget Hawaii? Hawaii's a great spot. Check it. Hey, guys, just go to Hawaii. Go to Hawaii and have a great time because it it is a great spot. Um, Chris Henning, off on holidays again, Dave. Oh, how the other half live. What are your top three beers? As you know, guys, not really a... I'm not really a craft beer fan, is what I was trying to say there. So I'm more of just a legit lager fan, and I enjoy Peroni. I don't mind Heineken and Coors Light, because they're probably the three beers I would drink the most of over, overall, I would say. Yeah, there's no harp in there. I can drink harp too. I can drink Budweiser. I just drink... You know, but again, if it's what, probably Coors, Coors third, second, no, Heineken third, Coors second, first Peroni, I would, that would be my first choice always, Peroni, pint of Peroni, bottle of Peroni, always Peroni, the Peroni pony. 
Uh, I've just, I don't know, I think I'm just, my voice is just actually dying. Maybe I'm just losing my voice, that's what's happening on this podcast. Um, which isn't an ideal thing to happen to anybody, really. But I'm actually going to record the rest of this podcast with my headphones in, because I'm not being annoyed at the song. So basically what happened there was I finished answering all the questions real well, and just realised that it wasn't actually recording all that. So the last question that I answered was what my favourite beers were. And that was Chris Henning. So guess what? Unfortunately, I will probably have to just whiz through the questions that I actually gave a load of time to answer. So Helen, you straight up said, my husband doesn't listen to the Weird Podcast. He only listens to Geddes. Well, you know what? Geddes' podcast is a great podcast. And guess what? Dave, I've been in that podcast on a couple of occasions. So... You know, <clears throat> you probably heard me on it, whatever. But also listen to this podcast because it's great. Your wife, she wants to come to the live podcast. You know, give your wife what she wants. Helen, if he doesn't bring you the live podcast, divorce him. It's easy. I mean, you don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? You don't have to. Just dump him, sack him off. It's all done. <clears throat> Phil C has said, oh, I can't believe it last week that you were... I'm so angry that I gave this answer so much. And then I have to re-record it. I can't believe it, but last week, Chloe Sosinski and I were assigned homework for a podcast. Hey, why not, guy? Here's our top five stand-up comedians. Phil's gone for Ricky Gervais, Dave Chappelle, Alexi Sale, Cat Williams, Richard Pryor, and Chloe's gone for Michael McIntyre, Lee Evans, Joe Brandt, Alan Carr, and Adam Sandler. Bit of a difference there. I would definitely be swaying towards Phil's list. Ricky Gervais, possibly Chappelle. Definitely Cat Williams. He's somebody I actually forgot about in all of my lists because Cat Williams is actually fucking hilarious. See the bit he does about being high on a stool? I mean, he doesn't. it's not about being high on a stool. He's talking about being high and he does an, act, an action whilst on a stool. It's fucking hilarious. <clears throat> but yeah, that's a good list. I'm so angry that, I, again, I'd have missed that. Nathan Concilia. Evening, Big Proper Lash Bear. Hope I'm not too late. Just a quickie this week. What's your favourite pasta shape and sauce? Hard to beat an old linguine. Seafood feast. Enjoy your hauls. Don C. Yeah, man, I'm a big fan of seafood. Um, linguine. I love a seafood. The only thing is when you get them in decent restaurants, they come in their shells. The prawns have eyes. It's kind of like the shit low-cut M&S version of the hills of eyes. The prawns have eyes. And... Um, yeah, man, it's just not sweet. By the time you peel all that shit out and pop your muscles out of their shells, the food's cold. You know, for me, you just go, give me some bows, give me some cream, bit of garlic. You know, this is the carbonara type sauce, whack it, whack it in. We're flying. And then the last question of this week is Chris Barr. Hey, Dave, hope you have a great holiday. Here's this week's weird story. And he sent me a weird story. And hey, I've been through it all already. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it again. But it's about this guy basically shitting someone's roof. You know what? Off a car. You know, see if you play pranks like that. Fuck you. You deserve to get mugged off. You deserve to get seven years bad luck like a broken mirror. Um, but what Chris wants to know is what's the weirdest toilet story you've ever had? And guess what? I had one where I was in Pug Uglies before a gig. You know, laying the kids off the pool, whatever else you want to call it. And I was unfortunately having to share the toilet. Whoa, with somebody who was ah, that's what's happening. My sound is being caught on the computer and the mic. Shit. 
So that's Dublin sound, and that's why I peaked and cancelled. But yeah, this guy was in the toilet, and he was, and he was there beside me, came bursting in, and started going, oh, get out my ass, you dirty fucker, get out my ass. And that was just that. So if this sound is fucking terrible, guys, I apologise. I'm going to end the podcast here, because it's actually feeding back and doing my loafing. Apologies if I didn't give you a question what they deserved. I did, but then the recording stopped. Fuck technology. I'm glad Steve Jobs is dead. I'll see you next week. Wish me happy birthday and come to the live podcast. Fuck.